to the Fit and Fabulous podcast with Dr. Jamie Seaman. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Jamie, and welcome back to the Fit and Fabulous podcast. Today, I have the most famous, incredible guest you've ever met in your entire life. She works as a nuclear scientist. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Uh, And I'm going to introduce her here in just a second. But thank you so much for listening to all our previous episodes of the Fit and Fabulous podcast. And as you know so much how I appreciate when you download episodes and leave your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow on this platform. So thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart. Well, on today's episode, uh, I have another mom here. Uh, She is Katie Starks, and she's incredible. And don't worry that it's 1030 on a Friday, because this episode is going to be a little different than other episodes you've listened to in the past. We're, uh, we're not breaking down a lot of science, really. We're just, we're just real people and real moms, and we're going to talk like real moms. But the only thing that would be fitting for bringing Katie on my podcast is if we drank wine. Yes. So, of course, you guys know the wine that I really love because I'm low-carb and I like clean products is Seco Wine Club, you guys. The Palo 61 is one of my favorites. And I picked this out for Katie today. We're going to be drinking rosé. Do you like rosé? God rose? bless your soul. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. This is no added sugar, no chemicals. Is that important to you? So important. So important. Okay. But this is cool, you guys. If we drank this entire bottle, which we probably will, the entire bottle only has 112 calories. I'll just take the entire bottle for okay, myself. So Katie's going to have her own bottle. <laughs> I almost dropped that. Okay. I'm going to pour us some wine here. So for everybody on YouTube, you can see us pouring our wine. And this is this is a mom pour. I don't even know what an actual serving is. Four ounces. All the way to the top. Okay, I'm going to let you pour your own because okay. I'm going to okay. drop that across the why table. why you went so light with that pour, but it's fine. <laughs> we have plenty. We have plenty. Okay. So you guys, Katie Starks, tell people a little bit about yourself. For those of you that she's pretty famous here in Omaha, Nebraska, I must say, but uh, tell people a little bit about yourself. I'm a scientist. I have discovered, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I didn't even graduate college. So there's that. <laughs> um, I am a, I don't know what I call myself now, a stay-at-home mom of four who has a career on Instagram now. Um, I use the term blogger very loosely because I've written two blog posts in two years. I think that's the only requirement you have yeah, to write a yeah. blog So post. I'm totes a scientific blogger and I basically just share the real life of a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Make sure you shove that microphone in your face like, oh, real tight. I get told that yeah. all the yeah. time. Okay, Usually so I'm good at shoving things. Well, how, okay, how did you ever become, I think this is this mysterious thing out there. How does one become a Instagram influencer blogger? Um, well, it's way more difficult now. But when I started two years ago, it was actually, I think I was going through postpartum. And I fell into like late night feedings getting like swallowed up in these other women's fake lives. And it was some kind of like weird connection. Like, you know, being a new mom, you feel isolated, even though it's my fourth kid and whatever. And I fell into this place of loving to watch their fake phony lives. I'm like, voyeurism. It's like a real thing. It's like super fascinating. Like people literally like watching me walk up the stairs. Like, or yeah, that's, I mean, that's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. The whole thing is so weird. And it's kind of like when you get sucked into reality TV and you feel like you kind of know these people or I was just reading Jessica Simpson's book because it's good. But she was talking about just like newlyweds and how people became so obsessed with them. Right. And when she wanted to leave the marriage, she's like, what do I do? Because everyone thinks they know everything about us and now I can't. Right. So it's just weird. People get sucked into your life. But so I got I got sucked into these people's lives. And I think it kind of just took me through a place of like, 
I was feeling so bad postpartum that I wanted to kind of live vicariously through them, I guess. And then as I started coming out of that, I'm like, oh, so many of them are so phony. I can't follow them anymore. But then I started thinking like, I always wanted to blog, but I didn't think I had the brain capacity or brain cells left to actually formulate a paragraph. Yeah. So Luther kind of pushed me into it. He's like, just Pinterest, look, see, like, how do you get started? What do you do? And so I literally just started every day making an in-feed post and showing up on stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, what are people even going to want to see? So I just was like, screw it. I'll just show them what my little crap hole is really yeah, like. like reality. Like yeah. this is what it's like. Yeah. And so, I mean, Facebook then was like pretty popular still. And just seeing, you know, everyone's perfectly curated feed and bragging about their kids. And I've always been the opposite parent too, of like, I will never ever brag about my kids on social media. I'm much more um, propelled to make fun of them, not make fun of them, but like laugh about the bad, sometimes make fun of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. So Luther was super supportive. Like you come to the kitchen table, you're like, I'm going to, what'd you say? I'm going to, Oh, you know what it was? I was reading girl, wash your face. It was the first time I'd read a book in like, I don't know, a decade. Okay. And just talking about, like, I kept telling him, I want to, but like, I don't have the brain power. And my sister's a writer. I'm like, she should be the blogger. So he's like, all right, you're going to miss out on this. You're going to miss out on this. And she said something about, I was really worried about what my friends would think if I would start like showing up on stories and be like, Hey, look what I'm wearing today. Look what I made for dinner, which is a lie because I don't cook. Right. But if I did make dinner and Rachel Hollis said in her book, like you can e- either be the girl that sits on the sidelines and says, oh, I wish I would have done that and watch the girl do what you wanted to do. Or you can say, F them, I don't care. Like, are they really your friends anyways, if they're going to make fun of you and you can laugh all the way to the bank. And that's actually kind of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marco Polo, the app where you can send like the video text, like a month into it, I had one of my friends send a Marco Polo. It's supposed to be to a different friend about me. Oh, making fun of me for that mistake. Yeah. That's fun to rewatch 3000 times. Um, you know who you are, (laughs) but it was one of those things of like, I hate rejection. I'm a people pleaser. And it was a really good tool for me to be like, okay, someone that was close to me made fun of me. I watched it. I saw it and I survived. Yeah. Like, I think it's just such a, it's a weird world. Like for me working as a physician, I get so much judgment, especially just because I live in this professional world. And some people see into my life, like I'm, I'm a human. And that's honestly why I wanted to do this podcast. Like I'm a mom. Like I, I do all the same things you do. I drink wine. I yell at my kids. Right. But then I always feel like, Oh gosh, like, I don't know, should I put that on there? And obviously you know, I mean, I try to maintain a level of professionalism, but at the same time, uh, like I'm a human. I know. And I think that's so hard. You know, it's, it's like being a celebrity, like people watch you and follow you yeah. and they yeah. want to be like you and they want to be around you. Yeah. And it's, yeah, there's, there's always like the, the pros and cons of, yeah. of everything. I think, well, especially for me, obviously you are in a different circumstance than I'm in. Um, when I first started sharing I'm very things, fashionable, you don't like my, well, blue no, I'm not talking about your fashion. I'm like They're professional. Sexy, I was speaking of being professional. I am not. Um, but I got so much positive feedback from people when I would share the shit storms and people yeah. would be like, 
Oh my God. I like, I connect with you. Yeah. And I didn't know that like other moms felt that way or, or whatever. We just went to the zoo a couple days ago. And when I was little, well, we never went to the zoo. I had four siblings or three siblings and we just didn't do stuff like that. And we certainly didn't get to go to like the gift shop after do all the upgraded things. And so I always do that with my kids. Now I think out of feeling like I missed out on something when I was little Mm -hmm. and we went the other day and they were such jerks the entire time. And I'm like, why am I trying to like buy their love? I know better than this. Like it's insane. And the whole way home, I'm like, you little a-holes and crying (laughs) the whole way home. And I had talked about it and people are like, Oh my God, I feel this in my soul. And I don't know why we keep doing it, but it's just good to feel like you're not alone in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think especially in 2020, it was like such an isolating time in the world. And I feel the same way. People reach out and they're like, oh my gosh, you changed my life when you shared this or when you shared yeah. that. And it, like, you need those reminders, yes. you know? So my advice for anybody that's listening, like if you don't follow Katie or, or me or whoever, obviously you follow What's one of us you? or you never found this podcast, <laughs> please follow us both now. Thank you. And share it with your friends. Yes. Like save Amen. all the posts. What else are they supposed to do? I don't know. Send us your firstborn child too, or something. <laughs> but, um, but you know, there's like so much negativity and it really literally will make my entire day when somebody sends a message like that. I know. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how like one positive thing can just turn it around? Yeah. There is a lot of, it can negate the like 10 awful, yeah. horrible things yeah. that people have said about you or, or your thighs. Or your... I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Or your uh, meat curtains. We'll it's talk fine. about that. That's, that's lower down on the list, but that's lower Can't down the list. wait. But, um, how, like, how do you, how does one actually deal with like the hateful messages? Because I think that there like has to be a way to process it or you'll never survive like right. being in the public eye. Well, for me, I hired my sister as a part-time assistant for me. Um, because you know, if you're, if you're not set up as a business on Instagram, most people don't know that there's three folders for messages and one is requests. So if, if Jamie's messaged me, and I've never opened it before. I don't know that that message is sitting there until I go in the request folder. And that always gave me massive anxiety. I would never even yeah, open that. Because there's like 9,000 messages yes. in there. And the stuff that people say, I'll never forget, like the most heinous thing that was said. Um, this past year, I was picking up breakfast to go. And somebody, my youngest child has autism. And it's taken a long time for me to open up about it on there as I grieve publicly. and called him the R word like three times and made it a point to go on my post and do it three times and Mm -hmm. then send me several DMS um, and saying how I should have aborted him. And I was standing there waiting to pay. And I immediately just started crying standing there and I got in my car and I was sobbing so uncontrollably and I got on Instagram and just raged and everyone had the best of intentions of like, let it roll off your back. It's a troll. And at the end of the day, I don't care who it is. I don't care if there's someone living in their mom's basement and they have nothing else going on in their life. It's still a human being took the effort to get online and send vile things. And it happens all the time. And that's something I'm still working on because mm-hmm. I, I cannot process having enough free time in my life to actually do that. But like, I don't get the disconnect of, 
I'm behind a computer screen so I can just say whatever I want. Cause I guarantee you that person would never say that to my face. Yeah, I know a hundred percent. I think that social media has given people this power to say things that they would never say in person right. and not get punched in the face right. for it. Um, it's just sad. And of course, I mean, when these people show up, I just block them and, and move yeah. on. And, but it, it's really, really, really hard to not take those things personally. Right. Um, I know in my early days, like I would start talking about keto and literally another physician in town said I should be turned into the state medical board. I mean, it was Are like to that level. Yeah. And no one, thankfully, no one has ever like, well, one person did make a comment about one of my daughters, um, like, oh, how can you be so healthy when your daughter's fat or something? <sighs> and like the mama bear claws just yeah. came out because I, I don't put my kids on there a ton. They want to be like, they're right. always picking up their phone, like, uh, hello, Instagram, <laughs> you know, they're always mimicking and like watching our behaviors. So I'm always like really conscious about that, but it's not their, you know, yeah. Instagram. And I just try to protect them as much as they can. But Oh my gosh, when people start coming after your family, it's like, okay, the gloves, gloves are, are off, off. And you must. The gloves are off. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. But once again, like you said, like the biggest flex in the world is like, I'm successful. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. And that probably pisses them off. Oh, even I know. More. I know. Yeah. And, and I, that's one thing I do love about that. My sister now, she probably needs therapy from filtering my messages. For working for you. Yeah. You're going to pay, you're going to have to pay for that. You know? Seriously some of the stuff that has come through to her where she'll start to tell me, she's like, never mind. I'm like, no, tell me. She's like, no, there's a reason I'm here. Cause you can't unsee that no matter who sends it, you can't unsee those things being spoken to you. Yeah. So, like if you're Kim Kardashian, like you probably don't read the tabloids. I mean, right. you would just be exhausted yeah. all day long. Yeah. Yeah. But One day also, we'll have a tabloid written about yeah, us. Totes. We probably do. We're going to be super famous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you, okay. On the complete opposite end of the spectrum, have you ever had like super fans? Like have people ever like showed up or like they're watching where you are or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does Luther think? It's weird. It's just, and I don't mean this offensively, especially if you're one of those that have been the super fan. It's just, I just feel as weird to us because I'm just sharing like our real everyday life. And so um, I feel like the influencer world is sort of like shifting into that of where people think of the same as like um, the reality show mm -hmm. stars of, I mean, we had people. This, at the your Georgia. life is less scripted than that stuff. I well, mean. Yeah, but I think like people, I don't know. They just think we're, I don't know. Like a lady ran into me You're recently and started crying. And I was like, oh God, raise your standards. <laughs> Don't cry, friend. Like, it's just, we, the whole thing is very weird. There have been some scary things where I'm just like, uh, I hate yeah. that like, they can just find your address. Mm -hmm. People can just send me whatever. Um, I know a couple of girls who've put their houses into trust now mm -hmm. and moved without telling people. Um, so they can't, they're not public information anymore. Yeah. We did that before I became big on social media. Cause my husband's a police officer and he has a brain that thinks like that. Um, you know, and he's got three daughters. So like we have guns in our house, but, uh, we're getting guns. So yeah. don't come at me. <laughs> we have lots of guns Can I borrow some? and they're loaded and Katie doesn't know how to use it, which <laughs> should make you fun. even that more for great TV. Actually, um, uh, because you're, you know, building this new house, Luther, you need to go out and buy Katie a home defense shotgun or a kid's shotgun for that matter, because, um, just the sound they like, chuk, chuk. I mean, I think that in and of itself is rather intimidating. Oh, really? And they're like, let's just admit if somebody's walking in your house and your adrenaline is like going a thousand miles an hour to be able to pick up a handgun and to like actually like point and shoot and hit 
center of mass, like probably not going to happen, but a shotgun, I mean, that has like a big, like that has a big spray. You just like, I mean, I know you don't want to shoot through but your did pretty Did you actually walls, say kids shot? There's kids shotguns. There's kids shotguns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously with small children, you want to lock these things up, you know, and, and be a, a safe gun owner. But I mean, we're in Nebraska and I second amendment will be damned. Yeah. I didn't know they made kids. Yeah. Weaponry. Okay, Luther, you need to take Katie out to the gun range. Okay. This sounds like great content. It, I yeah. feel like Beverly Hillbilly's music is playing in the background and I'm here for it. <laughs> ben actually got me my conceal and carry last year for Valentine's day. Oh, so, and nothing so says sexy. romance. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, what was cute was our youngest daughter is named Kimber. And when we were trying to think of baby names, uh, we never agreed on a girl name. And then we had freaking three girls. We had this boy name that we both loved. Never had a boy. But I came home when I thought of the name Kimber. And he's like, yes, babe. He's like, that's the name of a gun. Did you know that? That's oh, my God. Stop. So yes, he that's thinks exactly our baby's named after it. a gun. And I I just picked it just up. Just go with it. it so pretty. And she's the sweetest angel on earth and she can never do wrong. But, um, he bought me a Kimber handgun and it's Tiffany blue and it has like a pearl like thing on the handle. So I was going to say, is it bedazzled? It's very pretty. There's no, there's no bedazzling, but it, um, it has this white pearl, um, you know, so it glistens as you're so glistening, but honestly, it's, about pro- to die. it's probably not a great like defense <laughs> gun. There's like some, when I went to the conceal and carry, the guy was like, really? Like, th- like this is the gun you brought to class. No, this is my husband's. He's a police officer. He's like, I would recommend this one. And he's like talking in a language way over a vagina doctor's head. Oh. Like I'm like, um, you had to dumb that down. Yeah. Please dumb that down. I, I need that down to vulva level. Okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking of vulvas. Oh God, okay, we'll why I do that? Um, talking about the influencer world, one of the best pieces of content that Katie Starks has ever produced. Ever. And maybe I'm just slightly biased because I'm a vagina doctor, but Um, somebody commented on Katie's vulva in a video. And by the way, I should have said this at the beginning of the podcast, but if you have small children anywhere near you, we have promised each other, we're not going to use obscene language of any kind, but, um, we might dive into content that might not be appropriate for kids of, of, I don't know, less than 18. So if you have small children listening to this podcast, maybe, I don't know, give them, give them some jerky and send them out to the backyard. Tell them Aunt Katie said sorry, because I know I've already sworn a few hundred times. Okay. So this person, like what was, what was the actual comment? What did they say? Um, something about Jesus, those meat curtains. How do you get those even tucked in there? Meat curtains. I love like yes. the Apparently, okay, here was a problem, you guys. <laughs> so I had put on a little winter LB and I was still trying to squeeze into a size two and the button was like hanging on for dear life. So it just shoves everything anyways. Plus, Wait, but these are like clothes, right? That like a boutique sent you, right? Yes. I, mean, I was doing on, a try on. different. Yeah. And get off my vagina, lady. Maybe Don't it was judge cut. my lips. Maybe it was cut to actually show off the meat curtains. Like maybe this is the new, I mean, it was a new meat curtain some trend. of the fashion in Paris? Like they, we were ahead of times actually. <laughs> this is forward fashion forward fashion bring back oh, the camel something. toe bring it back I brought it back I brought it back several times okay so this troll who didn't get caught by your troll patrol I don't think the troll patrol was, was on hired. patrol okay. yet okay. um no because this can also come so anybody that's in my regular folders those still come so she had already been around for a while oh my god everybody listening is like am I in her regular folder yeah, we'll or am I in her request folder 
Um, if I've ever responded to you with a, a sideways happy face, happy face, you're in the regular folder. Oh gosh, that's my so, go-to. So much reassurance. <laughs> they can sleep tonight. Yes, rest easy, ladies. Yeah. So she made fun of my meat curtains, which so then I made this dance. Apparently, there's a song called the Vagina Opus, and I wonderful did wonderful a lyrical song. dance to this vagina song, and. It got great traction, but what I wasn't prepared for is that everyone now truly thinks I have meat curtains. <laughs> My cousin actually one day said something. She's like, oh, wait, you don't, because I had so many women then, and no judgment, but with meat curtains, message me and say, I have them too. No one's ever complained. And I'm like, I don't actually I don't have curtains. I just have a very pudgy puss is what I call it. <laughs> I guess vulva is a what vulva. is your vulva? It's the vul so yeah, common misconception. People think it's the vagina or they use that, you know, whatever slang term, but it is actually the vulva, which includes the labia majora, which is what, of course, they're referring to when they think they're talking about your meat curtains in some oh. really professional manner. And then the labia <laughs> minora, which sit inside the labia majora. And then those insert at the top next to the clitoral hood, a very important anatomy organ for uh, anybody for that sure. cares about sexual health. But that basically, the vulva is, you know, those structures on the outside that you can see from, like, if you were just to, to look at a woman. Okay, yeah, so just to clear this up, America, I have a very pudgy, toddler-looking vulva, but none of the labia, what's the one on the inside? The menorah. The menorah does not hang out, ju and no judgment if yours does. But I think my meat curtains dance made people think I have lips to my knees and I don't. And just so everybody knows, because I'm a gynecologist and I look at vulvas and all she's day seen long, mine. they, they all look different. It's literally like your face. You guys, some people's face is round. Some people have a pointy chin. Some people have saggy eyes. Like things change as we age. Things change as we have babies. Like they're That's different colors. Sure. Some people have hair. Some people have red hair. Like they all look different. And I think this is totally just bringing up, I, I think there's this like idealism, like about moms and whatever, and what you should look like. Having and, the tiny little giant that the little bikini models yeah. do. Like, oh, she doesn't have a vagina. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I want that. But anyway, if you have not seen this meat curtain video, <laughs> Katie, I made her text it to me the other day because I was talking to someone about it. It was the vagina opus. That's what it's yeah. called. Thank you to whoever you are out there and that created this wonderful little lyric that mm -hmm. Katie could dance to in her closet because it's it's hilarious. There are so many different names for the vagina in that song that it's worth listening to. Like some that I had never heard before. Like Whisker Biscuit? Whisker never heard biscuit. of that? That's like, well, and the things that you say, Katie has like all these sayings that she says on her social media and weren't you making t-shirts like this? Oh, trash sayings? biscuit. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where that came from, but I re lovingly refer to myself as a trash biscuit. And then if I think you're a bee, you're a witch biscuit. I don't actually even eat biscuits, not even the keto ones. So I don't know where bis biscuits are coming from, but. Okay. This is a great segue because I think when I started following you was in your keto journey. So for everybody mm -hmm. listening, um, Katie tries to live the, the low carb keto lifestyle. Tell us like how you ever got into that. We had this really hot OB. <laughs> so with baby, I must know who this is. <laughs> I need to meet her. Baby number four, I had four kids in under six years and God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> the first two were C-sections. I tried a V back with 
second, it failed. Third, I had a successful VBAC um, with midwives. Um, but just After two C-sections. Yeah. Yeah. And just didn't love that experience. And so then I had a doula. And I don't know why I always feel like I have to say this, but I would not picture myself to be like the doula type of girl because I would prefer just to walk in comatose and someone wake me up when the baby's clean. But that did not happen. That wears you out, like when the baby has vernix on it. Oh, God, I actually just saw the picture of you handing Britain to me the other day. And I was like, so gross. The vernix is very good, you guys. It's very moisturizing. We could could have bottled up your baby's vernix. You could have sold it on Instagram. I would rather die. People would probably pay a lot of money for for your baby's baby's vernix. Maybe I should have another just to sell it. Anyways, I remember when I first, so my doula was like, there's this great OB and she's super open-minded and puts you first, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up reaching out and got an appointment with Dr. Seaman. And um, anyways, I just noticed, I think you must have started on your keto journey. Yeah. What year was Britain born? Oh, should a mother know this? <laughs> 2017. Mom brain. Yeah. Okay. So 2016 is when I just like first started dabbling in like okay. being the, but I didn't, I wasn't sharing it with anybody. I wasn't sharing it with the world. I was going through my own health struggles. I was diagnosed with, you met me at my worst. Basically. I was like diagnosed with prediabetes and hypothyroidism. And here I am like supposed to be this amazing doctor. And I was like, Oh my God. I mean, I just felt kind of like a fraud because I have a nutrition degree and I'm supposed to tell people how to eat and how to like right. prevent these chronic diseases. And um, so I started my low carb journey in, in 2016, kind of 2015 into 2016. Cause my Kimber was born in 2015. So basically okay. after she was born, you'll appreciate this. I had horrible postpartum blues, like after all three of my girls were born. And I was so determined after my third baby to not feel that way. I mean, I, like, I felt guilty for feeling that way Yeah. yeah. and loved my baby dearly. Like I said, she's my favorite. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> But, um, I have known she was seven days old and I looked at my husband and I handed him the baby and I was like, I'm going to go work out. And I went to one of those like nine round places, you know, it's like a punching bag. Like it's like a kickboxing thing. And the guy says, Oh, do you have clearance from your doctor to be here? And I, cause I was like, yeah, I just had a baby like seven days ago. Yes. I'm hemorrhaging in my pants. And I was I like, do. yeah, I was like, yeah, uh-huh, I totally do. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm bleeding from my meat curtain. <laughs> I have milk leaking from both breasts and like talk about like low body positivity. My uterus is still like at the level of my belly button. And I'm just like blasting through this workout because I knew it was the only thing that was going to be able to keep my mental sanity. Um, but then I quickly realized that you can't outrun a bad diet. So I had to like start cleaning up yeah. my diet. So I started with like whole 30 and then I was like doing paleo. And then 2016, we transitioned to low carb okay. keto. And of course, everybody knows my story. Like I've never looked back. I feel amazing. Uh, my husband's migraines went away. I lost the weight. I got the thyroid meds, like blah, 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 blah. Okay. So then you and I meet. Uh, you right. Know, but you I Britain. remember like physically seeing you transform mm-hmm. as I kept getting bigger, <laughs> you kept getting smaller. So you're coming to your appointments and I'm yeah, shrinking. Like, yeah. And I remember in the delivery room that night, you were at a concert and you're like, Katie, you got to hold off a little bit longer. She's still at a concert. And I'm like, I'm I think it was Lady Annabellum. It was. Yeah. Sorry, I pulled you away from that. Um, but the nurses there had all started keto, I think, because of you mm-hmm. as well. And so in between contractions, I'm like, I need to know your diet secret. Because <laughs> I had put on like 65 or 70. 
with Britain, I think. Recommendations 25 to 35. So I'm an overachiever. You're welcome. I just wanted a better before and after picture. Actually, I literally gained that with all of them. I just stopped looking at the weight at the end. I was like, you don't need to tell me, Janice. Just go ahead and write the number down and let me scoot on back to the room. Yeah, I don't think I looked at it at the end either because I was afraid I was going to weigh more than my husband. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was almost 200 pounds. And Luther was like, how did that happen? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Britain was, gosh, seven weeks old. Wait, I think around then. when That's yeah. when I started doing... Started the, doing low carb. Yeah. Yeah. And I so think So what it was, was that like, like the first day? I mean, like, did you know what you were doing? Because I know there's somebody listening... And I know a lot of your followers ask this, you know, you've tagged me before. A lot of you are like, how do I start keto? Or like, where do I get good information? Like, how did you start? Uh, I annoyed the crap out of you and asked you. No, <laughs> okay, you so this was Pinterest. I went and found a lot on Pinterest and my sister and I had both had babies two days apart and we were doing the prove it shakes or whatever they yeah. were, the drinks. Exogenous then. ketones. Yeah. Um, but that, for some reason doing that helped us because you're both like, oh my gosh, this is so much money to spend on a drink. But it helped keep us accountable. And like, if we're going to yeah. put the money into it, we're going to go all in. And we also both did a thing of like, I tell people this all the time. You have to do the research yourself. If you don't have enough time or energy or will to actually research it and figure out what it's actually doing for your body and not just like, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Um, if you don't go and like actually look things up, get on Pinterest, go to websites and look it up. If you aren't going to put that work in, you're not going to stick with it. It's yeah, not important like enough to you. Personal accountability. Yeah, which like, I seriously lack that so, so much. Here's another thing, which I know a bunch of women will judge the crap out of me for, but Luther and I had decided, um, I had to set short-term goals and they had to be like, I had to see something immediately. I'm always like instant gratification. And so I had to set short-term goals for every 10 pounds lost I think I got $500 or maybe it was 250. I can't remember, but I wanted to lose like 45 or 50 pounds. And so he gave you an allowance. Basically it was like, you get like a reward, a you get a reward every time you hit your goal. And cause I remember my trainer at the time was like, you have to do a reward and your reward can never be food. Um, cause he just was like, our because brains. we use that like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I just lost 10 pounds. Now let's go to Golden Corral and go yeah. ham. Like, or, oh, I've had a stressful day. So I deserve to like go have, right. this was me in my pregnancy, half price Sonic milkshakes. We had uh -huh. a Sonic right behind our house. And at 8 PM, I'm like, oh, I just worked like 80 hours this week as a doctor. Like yeah. I'm going to go have a half yeah. price Sonic milkshake. Like yeah. we use that as a reward system because it literally secretes dopamine and it makes us feel good about ourselves. Then we do it again. Like and then the seconds. brain's like, yeah, do it again, yeah. do it again, do it Until again. Then the shame creeps back up or regret, which is like most of my twenties, but okay. Have. So this reward system, like, did it work? Yeah. Because it was something I knew I broke everything down into 10 pounds of cause 40 pounds sounded like, Oh my God, that's going to take forever. Mm -hmm. I cannot focus on 40 pounds and you have plateaus throughout this. So like very normal. Yeah. Very normal. So if I had my eye on the prize of every 10 pounds, that was just much more doable. I think you have to find like what actually drives you. I was money driven because um, I've tried several other ways of losing baby weight before and it never worked. So I had to find what would actually drive me to do it. And it was money. And then once I got to a certain point, I felt like keto worked for me or low carb because I saw results immediately and I felt results immediately. 
of tell me like what you mean when you say like I felt it like how did you feel I just like, how did like it make my you feel stomach different? felt it, like inside not like physically but I wasn't getting like the stomach irritation anymore Luther suffered from migraines he started doing it probably six months after I did he was on daily medication for migraines for preventative purposes. So you're on keto and he's over there eating like a bag of Lay's potato chips. Yeah. Well, he's Sweet always Luther. been Sweet. like, no, he's always been like the, but like the, oh gosh, the freezer meals he used to get. Hungry man. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But yeah. the diet, the diet kind, you know? Oh, okay. Like lean cuisine. Yeah. yeah. So he's always been like, and he works out seven days a week. He like, whatevs. I hope you can hear. I'm filling my wine glass again. Oh, I've got to start chugging. See, I'm just yapping You're too talking much. Too much. Oh. <laughs> okay so okay so you you like you lose the weight I mean I thought it was amazing seeing your transformation um because you guys will go follow her right now because you're listening to this podcast and you're like oh she looks incredible but like every time you share that before picture I'm like it's an incredible amount of work yeah. and you're a mom of four kids and that's what everyone says you know about me is they're like okay well if you can do it and you are busy and you're a mom, like then I can yeah, do it. And yeah. I think that that's, what's so inspiring to like watch your transformation is people come up with a lot of excuses, which I was just telling my coaching group last night, you like this excuses are subtle and seductive and believable. And they truly are mm -hmm. like every little reason, you know, reason that we can come up with um, as humans to like stop us from yeah. doing those things, like are totally that way, believable, yep. subtle, seductive. So, um, okay. So Luther starts doing it six months later. Yeah. You both start feeling incredible. Yeah. A common question I always get is like, what do your kids eat? Like, do your kids eat this way? Like how do family dinners work? My kids are not good. Like Jamie's. No, mine aren't either. Mine um, aren't either. And that's what like, I always such tell a people. Struggle. It's such a struggle. And I keep saying, this is always our goal. Like, okay. Next month, we're really good to hone in on this. Um, my kids actually don't love, they don't love bread. Well, that's not true. They like Uncrustables. We live on Uncrustables, actually. Um, my kids eat like garbage. Okay, I'll just say that right now. Well, okay, so that was me. So 2016, right? I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into this low-carb keto. And then Ben and I would be making dinner, and I'm waking, making wild-caught salmon with broccoli and grass-fed butter and Redmond real salt and then literally making my kids mac and cheese that is me. and like in the microwave too because I like ain't got garbage. time for the stove because as a mom you just want everyone to eat their food and shut up and like be happy and like nobody complain yeah and so you feed them the, and I realized that they were eating whatever I gave them right and and it was more of like me deciding what their food preferences were rather than them. Like I had never asked them, like, do you want to have salmon with us? So in January of 2019 is when Ben and I just kind of said, okay, start of the year, we're going to start just slowly like cleaning. So they weren't going to go keto, but I was right. like, there's no reason that they can't like eat what I eat at dinner. So we just like slowly started saying like, okay, it's salmon for dinner or whatever. And I was mind blown at what they would eat. Seriously? Like it was like when, when you just like put it in front of them, I mean, you know, like there's the preferences. Like I got one kid that likes cauliflower and one kid that thinks it tastes like a fart. And it, you know, it's like they all have their little preferences. <laughs> but um, I was really amazed at the things that they would actually eat. And what I started to do was just like to start educating them because I look, I look at my three girls, especially my oldest daughter, and she's totally me. She's like a little mini me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't want her to get to age 30, whatever, 
and be in the exact same boat. Yes. And I'm not dumb enough to think that when they leave the house, when they go to college, that they're not going to like make their own decisions, right. but you know, they are little still. And so Ben and I just kind of take the perspective of like, we're going to teach them about like what food does in our body and how it makes us feel. And I mean, don't get me wrong. My kids eat school lunch and let's be real. The school lunch program, lots of carbs. And I found out how you'll love this. I found out halfway through the school year this last year because of COVID, they were letting kids have free breakfast and you don't even have to pay for it, which it wasn't that expensive anyway. But, um, my kids never ate breakfast at school. They ate breakfast at home. My kid was going to school. She was no, not only getting breakfast, asking for like two entrees, which was like waffles, pop tarts. My doctor mom didn't feed me breakfast. Can I have your free? (laughs) And, and they would, and they're eating it in the classroom. And then, and then she would get an extra entree at lunch. And I called her out on it one night and the smart thing to do if she was real, she's pretty freaking smart. Like the smart thing to do would have been like, mom, I'm trying to get more protein. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought yeah, of her. Yeah. She, yeah, she didn't word it too. Right. But I made her daddy talk to her about that one. I was like, I'm going to lose my marbles right now. Well, we got a note sent home saying, do you approve for these second meals? And I was like, if I'm not paying for it, sure. <laughs> guess we'll have to change Then I found out you could year. restrict it. So I went on there, I logged in and found out you can limit like all that stuff. So then I went in there and I was like, you guys are done. I like shut off all the controls. They can't get two lunches. They can't get <laughs> breakfast anymore. They can't get a juice box. Like, you Wait, so then do you have water. to feed your own children though? At breakfast before school? I'm never on time enough. My kids are like, hurry, floor it. We're going to miss the breakfast line. They make their own. And if they don't get breakfast and now they can't get it at school, they can fast till lunch because they won't die. I'm. Oh, that is true. It's physiologically Mommy's been doing it for years, sister. (laughs) You'll be fine. Do you fast? Do you intermittent fast? Yeah. Is that like, because you're so busy, like that works for you or you like do it intentionally? No, I mean, I've been intentionally doing it for, I mean, other times, like this is one thing I hate saying that like, I eat keto or low carb because then people are always like, but I saw you had like, I'm not 100% on anything. Dogma, militant, yeah, like no, about it. No, um, but for the most part, I fast until 1.30 or 2 every day, partly because it's just my way of life now. I don't ever feel hungry, but there are days like today I woke up and I was starving. Yesterday, I don't think I ate until like 4.30 and it was because I had been fasting and then had 15 things come up and... So like I listen to my body, but that's, I've been doing fasting. Luther does that too. Probably like two years, I think. Yeah. For the most part, I would say like 90% of the time, mm-hmm. maybe even more than that. But that's another thing is people are always asking like, oh, how do you do it? It's so hard. And they'll give me, you know, their story of what's so hard. And I'm like, one day was the story that they've told themselves every day for the yeah. last 20 years. And one day I was getting, I was just in such a bad mood and I don't know what I was getting ready for a trip. So I was like very, very strict on what I was eating and I was getting Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets and I got grilled and I was sitting there eating and I'm like <laughs> pissed off eating it. Like these suck. I'm like, this is so stupid. It's literally on my tongue for what? Like a second before I swallow it and it's going to fill my belly mm-hmm. and so I got on to Instagram and was just saying, either way is hard. Like being in a, at the pool with your kids and not wanting to get in the water, not wanting to put a bathing suit on because you feel so bad about your body is hard. Sacrificing having the French fries and the fried chicken nuggets is hard. Like choose your hard. Exactly. Like, 
you're sacrificing something on either one. A lot of times I just sacrifice the foods that I am craving, not that I need, not that I want, but like I'm craving for a hot second. Usually if I have a full glass of water, I'm like, I'm, I wasn't actually even hungry. Right. Well, and it's funny, like at the physiologic level, a lot of times your body is craving something because it's actually nutrient deficient, mineral deficient, like it's asking for something and then you just keep giving it garbage. And so that's why it keeps asking for more, which is why like when you go, I'm just explaining the science to Katie, you guys. Whatever. She (laughs) She got this from me. (laughs) But um, like, that's why you just perpetually like crave more and crave more and crave more is because the combination of like salt and sugar and fat is like, it's highly addictive and we just like fall to convenience all the time. And the food manufacturers think we're idiots. They think we're dumb. They're like, Oh, it's a dollar. Like it's, you know, quick and easy and it tastes good. So like, that's why we just keep going back for more. And so for me, I just feel like our solution to like the medical problems that we have in the world is for people to start taking personal accountability. Exactly. You're exactly right. Like choose your heart. Like, do you want to live the last 20 years of your life going in to see the doctor and filling prescriptions and like being in and out of the hospital, or do you want to be enjoying your grandkids and being able to vacation and run up and down flights of stairs? And I mean, if it's like they, you know, there's like this, I can't even remember the saying we've had too much wine now, but it's like, you're either going to like, you know, be sick later, you know, the decisions you make now, like you're going to pay for it eventually. Yeah, It's so true. Yeah. So I'd much rather choose my heart with saying no to, foods or whatever. Yeah. Whatever what do you feel is. like? Do you add carbs back in? Like, obviously nobody's perfect. So like you go on vacation, you sometimes now, like, I don't know. I don't actually crave them. This is what I'll tell people, like, especially with keto, the first two weeks for me were so, so hard mentally. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it was like physically that it was hard. It was so such a mental game, but then getting past that where I no longer craved those things or I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't really even crave that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I'm ever having a cheat, it's usually like on a, I don't call them cheats actually. It's They're a, intentional. Yeah. Like you've made a decision. Yes. You're going to eat it. Yes. You don't um, beat yourself up about it. No. And cause that's the thing too, like you can't outwork eating like crap. So it's just not worth it to me. I don't love working out. So like, <laughs> so you have to control what you put. Yeah. In your mouth. I, like, I don't like, I've never been one that loves working out. I hate sweating. I hate Having a raised heart rate. Except I'm going to get you to do some resistance training. Uh, yeah. You guys, yeah. I'm inviting Katie to upgrade right. performance. The meat when curtains are going to be dragging all over the She's floor. She's going to be like jacked. We're getting Katie uh, starts jacked in 2021. Oh Luther's going to be like jealous of if your If you biceps. have wine there, then we could talk. Is there going to be like... We'll negotiate. Okay. We'll negotiate. Okay. But... Um, I don't know where I was Do you there. like... How do you... When you eat carbs, do you... What do you feel like? It's usually French fries if I want a carb. Okay. I really does don't it like have make a, you sick. Like, does it make you like ill yeah, when you eat it? I mean, I've got the shits for a few days after, but I love, or like the only time I really actually truly want any type of carb treat is if I go to a movie theater and go to a movie. Oh, interesting. It's just like the environment. Yeah. Like, it's like it I want the popcorn, the popcorn. I want 12 orders of pretzel bites and nachos. And then I want a bathroom by myself for 12 hours afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like I don't have any GI distress, but definitely um vegetable oils, like so fry like French fries would make my face break out. Like every really? that's like my reaction is I when I've eaten bad things, I get like a horrible acne breakout. Yeah. 
I know it's a sad, it's a sad day. It's like, I mean, I guess that's like a good like natural a deterrent. I don't get cold sores though. Oh, well, <laughs> so it's fine. I just chug a lot of Valtrex. Choose for your those. bad. Choose your bad. Yeah, that hurts. Katie has me. had funny. Did funny I tell you stories. the last time I went in to fill my Valtrex? The the person at I had my mask. The pharmacist on. was worried about you. Oh, the pharmacist was like, "What? What did you ask for?" I literally had to yell Valtrex three times because Luther had my date of birth wrong like, in the treatment system. Treatment of my gonorrhea. <sighs> the herpes, it's on my face. You can't see it under the mask. Look. She was like, oh. All these people behind me. I'm like, um, it's on my face, people. It's not down there. Okay? Stop judging me. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, what do your kids think of, like, about you and Luther eating local like do they have any sense of like oh yeah how you guys eat um well because we get and no sometimes I will have them split like we do a lot of evolve meals mm, yeah I love that. like we'll, a meal prep service because yes. it's easy I hate cooking yes like let's be real the yeah. time it takes you to like shop for the ingredients yes half the vegetables you buy go bad yeah and yep. Yeah. And then like actually cooking it, the cleanup, yes. the whatever. Yeah. Ben and I do that all the time. Yeah. And this has been the first year we've had kids in sports. So mm. that is a whole new whole level. level. Yes. And Luther is always I'm going to need a second so- wife soon because my third child is now doing activities. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, no. We have put that off as long as we could get away with it. But this past summer even where I'm like, now I understand why I see so many people in the fast food drive throughs Cause Luther's always said that like, it's Tuesday night. Why are so many people eating out? I'm like, why does it bother In you? Omaha, I swear to God, nobody cooks for themselves. But we have the most restaurants per capita. Or I've heard there's that. like is some statistic. Like, I don't know. Matt, is it true? We're asking our guy. It this is. is our media it's guy. true now. It's true now. So, like, the most checker. restaurants per capita, literally, like a Tuesday night, like every place is full. I swear we, to God, nobody cooks for themselves. Well, and we had always been, Luther is the most like regimented. He does the same exact thing every day of his life. And Saturday night or Friday nights would be our one night to eat out, which would always be Chipotle. Okay. And every other night we would cook, like Mondays he would have salmon, literally like the same thing every yeah. week. Consistency. So getting those meal prepped meals, I'm like, oh, this just frees up time. It frees up brain space. And we've done that with the kids and some of them they've liked, but as soon as we tell them it's healthy, it's like we're feeding them dog crap. Oh my God. Yes. 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 Oh I can't God, use the word why keto. Would you make me eat this. It's disgusting. And they're dry heaving. And I'm like, I can't use the word keto or my kids will be like, is this keto? Cause they know it doesn't taste like real sugar. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, no, huh? it's not like, and then I like, try, I tried to pass off mashed cauliflower as potatoes. Like, These mashed farts are not cutting that it. Likes it and one kid that doesn't. And she's like, yeah, totally. She's like, called me out of my BS. I'm not dumb. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. See, now we're the opposite where we don't want to waste our expensive keto food on our kids. So Luther will say things like, we got the keto bread from Costco. And one of the kids went to get it the I other day. He's like, it's pretty good. I've never tried it on a continuous glucose monitor. I still feel like it probably spikes your blood. I mean, I feel like. Well, I, don't I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to put kidding. a CGM on Katie. <laughs> we're going to follow her around. And- oh, we don't need to monitor any glucose. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure my wines would probably throw that off. Too. But did, what did they think of the keto bread? Like well, they could we tell. let them eat it. We're like, oh, no, you, like, you don't, don't you, eat, eat you eat the real crap. The real okay. Crap. You're not wasting this. Cause that's the other thing is they would get into like our Omaha bakery treats. Oh, I'm like, you put that down. Oh, you want right to hear the now. best story ever, Katie. So Matt, my media guy that's filming us right now, we did this 50 mile walk last year and his dog, Charlie, cutest little rescue dog. I'm like, Oh, hi, Charlie. Charlie got in the back of Matt's car on this 50 mile walk while Matt was filming and ate 
a four pack of Omaha Bakery keto cinnamon rolls. Did he die? No. no. You, I'm actually surprised he didn't. The erythritol, which is actually like highly poisonous for dogs. He ate that as a gut of steel, Charlie. He ate this four pack of cinnamon. Was he crapping his brains out? I mean, I would crap yeah, my brains. Actually, yep. Matt's nodding yes. Matt's nodding yes. So, um, yeah. How do you handle like the sugar alcohol? Uh, Does it kill you? Yes, it kills. Yeah. Like th- that could be a cause of divorce for treat. us. Seriously. I'll never forget the first time we ever got like sugar-free chocolate, whatever we could find at Walmart and ate like an entire bag. And I'm pretty sure I actually crapped my pants that day. Yeah. But like Luther walks around and he just lets out these silent but deadlies all day. I'm like, if you, you have to stop doing low carb. I cannot take the, the keto farts are literally the worst smell known to man. It is literally the most putrid. It's got to be his microbiome. We should like test his poop. This could be like, this could be a whole This could actually be it. Yeah. You test it. We'll bring on like a scientist and we'll like break this down. Everyone's going to have to wear a hazmat suit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I try to stay away from him, honestly, because I um, like the erythritol has that like cooling effect. Stevia is very bitter to me. I don't know. It's just like, meh, I don't know. I don't have as much of a sweet, sweet tooth, tooth as I used to. Same. That's like totally gone away. But I could do like salty, crunchy. That would yeah. be my like go-to, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Costco has a really good new like ranch, Parmesan, wisps. Costco's gotten a lot more low-carb stuff recently. Yeah. 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 So the problem with that is then you look at the serving size. It's like four pieces after you've eaten... <laughs> 92% of the bag. You're like, oh, well. Oh, darn. Last. Darn. Okay, so Katie, <clears throat> the most important part of this episode is at the end of all of my podcasts, I do something called the semen analysis, which I know you can find so much humor in because she had to say Dr. Semen for her entire pregnancy. Yeah. So, okay, so have you ever heard of ASMR? Yeah. Have you ever heard of ASMR? I sure have. Oh my gosh, I have to just have some of this ASMR. If you like this, you're Okay, so I, <laughs> all jokes aside, um, for the semen analysis today, we're going to give you guys a taste of ASMR. So I, uh, for the people on YouTube, um, I'm just going to hold this up real quick because we want to do some ASMR on this little cute plate of these little keto treats. We've got some not sponsored Quest protein chips, some uh, really, I can't remember what brand of uh, pork rind. We've got some cheese whiffs and we have some uh these are banana chips. I think they sell these at Costco now. They're cooked in coconut oil, Katie, because oh. I know you care about the uh, I do. omega-6 oils. Um, yeah. That's actually what I came here for. I was... wish I could get this mic closer. Okay, so we're just going gonna... to... Okay, I hope you guys enjoy that. Was that good for you? Okay. Okay, so um, let's do... I hope you guys are enjoying this. Okay, so Katie, if you can get, uh, let's do the cheese. Okay, I'm so excited. Let's do this. There's a little wisp of cheese. (laughs) I can't even take myself seriously. I can. This is so erotic. Sure. Okay. Okay. And then you're going to read that. I would read that. 
next, let's go to the epic. I've never had a pork rind. This <laughs> freaks me the fuck out. But I'm doing it because I'm getting paid so much to be here. I'm just going to gargle the rest of the time. Okay. What would you give that one out of ten? I'm going to do a seven. But is that really pig skin? I love something crunchy and thick. Okay. Is this really good? Okay, guess. This is a taco. A taco question. Oh, yeah. I think I cracked a tooth, but it's good. It's good. Okay, that was like one through ten. Which was the best? Um, keto snack. I like the plantain. Oh, me too. And I think this one goes no matter what. I'll be heading there right after this. Okay. Okay, I'm dying. Oh, God. <laughs> How do people do that in real life? Okay. I heard the only, I literally had this genius idea two minutes before Katie got here I'm upstairs. I'm like, Matt, Matt, help me find these keto treats. I'm like we have to do this. I called it. I think I called it AMSR. I didn't even know what it stood for, but Matt has been telling me you got to do this. It's like huge on YouTube and stuff. So now you're going to have like 10 million ASMR followers after this episode. It's going to hey, be. I will whisper and chew on, except <laughs> I hate the sound of chewing, but if it tickles your fancy, I'll There's chew. like a word for that. Like, um, I can't even think of what it is, but. Misophonia. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. Yep. Luther's Katie. almost died at my hands multiple times for that. I can't stand it. My brother chewed with his mouth open when we were little and I thought I was going to choke him across the kitchen table. Yeah. Well, I can literally, um, that's what I'm telling you, this past year of people having to work from home and work with their spouses, 
And Luther refuses to sit down at a desk. He does the stand-up desk oh, thing. So he's been working at this disgusting, decroted old dresser of ours that's in the loft. It looks like a meth lab. And he stands up there, and he has his headphones on, his knockoff Beats by Dre. He can't hear me, but I can hear him chewing up there all day. Just all day. Gum. From another floor of the house. Yes. I've literally plotted his death so many times. <laughs> It'd be a lot so of So if work. it happens, you guys, pretend you didn't hear this. <laughs> the police will be pulling this podcast. Um, so you guys are moving houses. Yeah. Tell me about the home building process. How has that been in the middle of COVID? It's fun. Um, it's a pain in the... In the it, it is. Like, I didn't realize... Rear anywhere. Yeah. Just the delays on everything and everyone I talk to. And someone stole your wood, right? Stole my wood. Yeah. I'm not happy about that. Not good when someone else touches your wood. No, don't touch my wood. Don't. It's no. expensive. Wood it is, is very expensive. That is very expensive. And I worked hard, hard, hard for that wood. That is hard. So hard for the hard-earned <laughs> hard wood. It was. Yeah. You cheat. Somebody stole it off your building site. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently that's just real common. So everything like copper wood, it's just stupid. How somebody just stole our credit card recently. And then this is a great story. Somebody stole our credit card. So we called the credit card company. I caught it total sleuth. Somebody had uploaded it to their Samsung wallet. Yeah, that's funny. We don't own a Samsung. So I called the credit card company and they issued us a new card. My dog was dying of hemorrhagic gastroenteritis last week. I go to the vet because I'm going to have to pay this like astronomical that bill to save tiny little four pound T-Rex. And before I could even activate the card, they had already stolen the new number. Like people are such a-holes. I have no idea. You know, credit card companies do this weird thing where they like reverse load, you know, so that like you continue to pay your utility bill. Like they have um, partnerships with these companies where they'll just like upload your new credit card number. Well, some ding dong who stole it, like just benefited from this. I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody listening from Chase Bank that probably needs to like change something in their policy, but it's God, it just pisses you off oh my God. when like you work hard for everything and then people steal stuff from you. And just like, it just, it's the work that it takes. Like yes. it creates just like extra work in your life. Yes. Fix those things. Like people, seriously, if you want to like earn a million dollars, like go, go work earn some it. hard earned money. And so I had gone on such a rant after my wood was stolen and I could not believe how many people actually defended whoever took my wood. I'm like, well, I'm like, no, there is a hiring sign literally every five feet. Go find a job and work your butt off to get your own wood. Like, oh. no. Just so you no. guys know, we just finished this, this yes. bottle. Of now I'm getting heated. Want. If you yeah. stole my wood, you would return it. <laughs> we want to know who you are. Bring yeah. it back. I mean, do you think they like built anything with it? Like, what do you like? Is no, there I guess a they went and like market? resold it. There's a black market for wood. Yeah. You can meet Johnny down by the river. He's yeah. got some wood. He's got 2,700 four by four. Oh, shit. I don't know <laughs> what the size was. Whatever. When we were building our house, um, we, and this is back when wood prices were a lot less, but somebody was building the house across the street from us. Ben and I witnessed a guy pull up and like take like, I mean, it was scrap wood, I think, but he was like throwing it in the back of his truck and Ben and I are like, dude, we just like witnessed a crime. Like what? what Ben's like, I on? should call the police. Yeah. Oh, wait. wait. Oh. Do you know my phone number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just like I people are such losers. They are. It's just sad. It's just and then sad. people just feel entitled to, well, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Katie, Thank you for taking time out of your of incredibly busy life. So busy. You guys, it takes a lot. She really works. Seriously, though. Oh. I mean, people think like, oh, you just like live this cush life and you just try on clothes all day. And 
whatever. But she's seriously, she's raised the enforced small humans, which is like no small feat. You know, you've talked about your struggles with Britain and his autism and it's hard. Like being a mom is super hard. And I feel like your kids are just like your little heart running around in the world and you're just trying not to like, let it get crushed and you want it to survive and thrive. And um, it is, it's incredibly hard work. So I applaud you well, for, I mean, you. you're a businesswoman, like seriously, like you're an entrepreneur, yeah. you're able to provide for your family, like through social media, which is incredible. Wild. Like yeah. our grandmas couldn't say that. Right. Like, <laughs> Take that grandma. <laughs> they had to like sell jam down by the river. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Okay. So cheers to cheers. mom life and, and keto life and ASM and, and AS, LMNOP. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Mom Fabulous Podcast. Please download this episode and listen to all your amazing other podcasts. Oh, oh my gosh. Did I even tell people about this wine? Oh, you I'm should because it's I'm a really horrible good. influencer. You guys, this right here is Pala 61. It is a low-carb wine. It's absolutely incredible. It's the only wine that I actually drink now. We've got three bottles here on the table. We drink the rosé. They have white. They have red, but they also have an incredible array of wines on their website. You should go check it out at Seco Wine. Or if you want an even bigger discount, just join their wine club, which is what I'm a member of, duh. And you get discounted bottles of wine and zero next day shipping. So uh, what'd you think of this? Did you like it? It's so good. I never used to be a white wine drinker. I would drink the red, this red Paler 61, which I think is incredible. It's just like a blend of um, wines. This is all like organic farming. It's low sugar. It's low carb. This all comes from Italy. Um, but the rosé and the white, I've actually been a huge fan of this summer, you know, and it, this is Seco Seco wine club is the company. Seco, hit your girl up. Yeah, I know you guys, Katie Starks. I'm a professional wine drinker. Please email her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can absolutely drink, you know, eating low carbon keto. And this is a great, great, great wine to have. So you guys go check it out. Use the code stock the bar and, uh, better yet, just send them a message on social media and tell them that Katie and I sent you so that yes. we can continue to yes. drink wine and do more podcast episodes because people are going to need another episode. Sure. sure will. Okay, you guys, thank you so much. Bye.